This is a Rooster Teeth production. RTTV is brought to you by ExpressVPN. It's the fastest VPN I've used. It's a way to keep your private information private. Go check it out for more information at expressvpn.com slash RTTV. Thank you, ExpressVPN, for sponsoring RTTV. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. I'm Gus. I'm Gavin. I'm Cole. I'm Barbara. And I'm Gus. I thought for sure you were going to use a voice effect there, uh, Barbara. Yeah. I'm Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you didn't that's, have that's well, that's like it. a Disney Channel transition. <laughs> like, we expect like Hannah Montana to come out and dance. I was playing around with this right before we went live. And uh, Gavin, you want to repeat what you said to me? Uh, how do I uninvent something? <laughs> is, I think what I said. You did not have that last week, did you, Barbara? I did, I think, but I I don't think I used it much. Mm, yeah, it takes a little bit to learn, like yeah. learn exactly how to use everything. And even then, I still don't like know how to use all of the settings. There's a I'm lot of buttons. Scary. Yet. Go XLR, by the way, for anyone yeah. who doesn't know what we're talking about. There's a lot of buttons on it. I do not push. <laughs> mm. Why not? I push, push all it. of them. There, there's push something. It. There's some I think that don't work on mine. Like I, I don't have the uh, the voice effects. My, my voice effects don't work like Barbara's does. I've and I've never like it's not something I want to use. So it's not something I've gone through and been like, why doesn't it work? And let me figure it out. Yeah, it's just like eh, whatever. Well, the, vo- the voice effects won't work won't work unless you have the FX button on. So mm-hmm. that's like the first button you have to push on. Then you can turn on all the other effects. Correct. Testing. You also sometimes need to restart the software. Hey, oh, it worked. Oh, Cole just fixed it for me. I never knew that's Yay! what it was. <laughs> Live troubleshooting. <laughs> <laughs> thank you cole Ooh. shout out to cole for fixing my fixing my tech right, problems. i didn't realize that's what it was. Had a, my, my, my work here's done <laughs> oh, shit, I'm, that. I'm about i'm about to annoy the hell out of you guys even more now <laughs> oh damn it now <laughs> i, I, I back like the turn request. was i'm just like oh i don't i don't know like it's broken mine's broken and then the one button you're like oh now i'm gonna use it non-stop <laughs> now it's on <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking set the voice changers are the the most fun to me, especially when we're playing Among Us. Because, man, I don't know. I feel like you could tell in my voice if I'm lying or not. So being able to like just pitch shift it just a little bit, you can't really tell if I'm telling the truth. And I'm never like really cheating? scary when I make it lower. So what? <laughs> people are intimidated. I'll just How low can it people? go? Oh, Gav. How low can it go? Let's find out. How low can it go, baby? How's that? Are you also Are you doing it low with your real voice? I know. I, I can't not yeah. do it. My trouble will show me through the world. Sounds like I can't. I can't understand you at this yeah, point. Yeah, no. At a certain point, we lost you there. It's too much. Sounds we'll like the trivia we'll guy. No, oh whoa! Wake up! Yeah, but the the funny part is that especially if Trevor and I are playing something together, he'll hear me doing my voice like this even though it's already doing the pitch shift and he's like can i just talk normally but it's also the same when you speed it up like you you talk faster you got... like that you want to talk like this yeah all the time yeah. uh <laughs> it's a yeah okay after we're done with the podcast tonight i'm gonna definitely go through and play with all the settings now that uh i want to uh, know that's done how much money between March and now was spent on go xlr mixes across well, the company they been... sold out immediately because, like, we were looking at them for, like, home streaming scenarios, like, home, home streaming setups, and it was, like, Kyle got one, like, the first week of quarantine, because he was, like, oh, I want to get one for at-home streaming, and then it was, like, 
not until October that they went back on sale and like just their website. It was it was it TC Telecom, H- TC Hellion, Hellion, yeah, TC Hellion, TC Hellion. Um, they were just like sold out for the entire year. It was like you guys are missing out so much on people need this right now and they're gonna go to other solutions. But well, I- I'm I sure that not. they made they made so many right. It's like they I'm sure they have yeah. to book factory time. They made yep. a bunch and they're like, oh, we got enough stock, we can deal with this. Then it all sells out, and they like they have to wait for factory time again to be able to produce more. Factory uh, time and shipping time, because I don't think it's produced right. uh, here. I don't think it's produced domestically. No, nothing so. is made in America, Cole. True. <laughs> the, the only thing that's the, not the, true. The only thing we make the is student Mac debt Pro. and guns. And white supremacy. Pro? Is every part of the Mac Pro made in America? Did you hear? I there was know. there was a story when they started making the trash can Mac Pro a few years ago. Mm-hmm. They that made a big Austin, deal about it. it? Uh, yeah, it was made here in Austin. I read a story a couple Piece of years, of shit. yeah, a couple of years after the <laughs> Mac Pro came out, about how difficult it was to to manufacture that in the United States, and that it it got to the point where like there's just the supply chain infrastructure. If you play a lot of Factorio, you know what this is like. But the supply chain <laughs> was not set up efficiently to get them all of the parts that they needed, and it got to the point where they were like they needed one particular screw. It was like a screw of a certain size that they needed to put the Mac Pro together and they just couldn't get enough of it. And it came down to like a dude in, you know, they made him here in Austin. It was a dude in Austin would load up as many screws as he could find in his truck and drive it to the factory. And that was like the constraint on how many Mac Pros they could make is how many <laughs> that one screws dude's could the pickup. guy find. Right, and put it in his pickup truck. It's like in Factorio when you go around and you mine something by hand and you go put it in the factory so it can automate everything else. It's like that, you know? It's <laughs> <That's-> like... <laughs> That's like a problem I have in my house. That's not a problem that a multi-million dollar, billion dollar company should be having as to yeah. how do we get this screw from one house. I feel to like a trillion dollar company yeah. should be able to get a million of any screw same day. They could <laughs> make they that a 3D printer. Like, just print your own damn screws. <laughs> what did the screw even do? I don't did remember. Did it make it good? Did I, they I, just I... leave it out? Is that why that thing sucked? <laughs> Um, at a certain point they're like we don't need it we don't need it wait we did we did need it oh now it overheats all the time shit (laughs) here goes it was i'm going to read you the headline a custom screw was the bottleneck in u.s mac pro production this was from an article from january of 2019 uh let's see why did they call it mac production oh that's pretty good i like that Gavin looked directly into his camera into your eyes (laughs) i know i want to be in the i want to be in in your eyes Earnings report where they're like, well, yes, we're working on the Mac production now. And everyone mm-hmm. just looks around at each other like. <laughs> and then you get fired while doing finger guns out the door. <laughs> it's like security's uh, yanking you out the door. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll read you the, 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 the relevant paragraph here. Speaking to three people who worked on the project, screws for the Mac Pro were hard to source within the United States. Initial tests of production were hampered by a contractor's constrained production levels, producing at most 1,000 screws a day in his 20-employee shop. So it's like there was a dude with 20 employees and they could only make a thousand screws a day. Like that was it. So they, they, they oh were the entire Mac Pro production was constrained because they were the people making the custom screws for them. Stop, someone couldn't this, do the maths on that up front. Be like, this, well, this, they can only provide a did, thousand a day. Did nobody play Factorio? I mean, this is a <laughs> Factorio problem. <laughs> Factorio 101 here. I'm imagining a Factorio-sized, like, man-sized conveyor belt. But just, like, <laughs> one screw going onto the middle. <laughs> it's just one guy, like, molding it, like, putting in the little divots and everything like that. And he's like, all right, one. Why, th- it's Two. very Apple to use a screw. I assume it was custom because yeah. they don't want you removing it. Probably. Yeah. If it was a Phillips head, it'd be a piece of piss. 
<laughs> I wonder if we'll ever get to the point where something like Factorio can be put on a resume. Oh, like you know about <laughs> like you've played like, like you've banked yeah, up a certain like, amount know, of hours I mean, on it. Yeah, yeah. Like Gus like, could have seen that problem beforehand because because of his yeah. Factorio knowledge. So when does that become an applicable, like an acceptable? Oh yeah, I play Factorio. Okay, you can do uh, business infrastructure. Sure. Yeah, like someone Correct. someone can work in supply chain management if they like on on the job listings. It's like minimum one hundred hours in Factorio. Yeah. So if they had fifty, how many twenty employees? Yeah. So they're making a thousand a day with twenty employees. Let's say it's a ten hour day. They're making five screws an hour. Each? I think it was. Was it a thousand or was it ten thousand? I really hope it was ten thousand because if it's a thousand, that's just like embarrassingly low. Uh, yeah. Where was it? Was it I mean, I th- oh no, it was a thousand. It, it was a thousand. A day? Yeah. It must so, no, have that, been a super 50, custom screw. Fifty screws each a day. Fifty screws. Oh, did I do that? Did I leave off a zero? Yeah, you forgot a, you forgot a zero. You said no, an I hour was doing per hour. Oh, so well, it's fifty screws a day per person. But let's assume they work an eight-hour day. So it's like oh, I about, was doing a ten-hour day. You doing yeah, ten hour So it's about six screw about a screw every ten minutes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you gave me what well, we got like eighty minutes left of the podcast, I couldn't make eight screws. <laughs> I, I couldn't, couldn't make it. one. <laughs> well, I, I think if you were working for a company that only made screws, you <laughs> might be able didn't... to do it. <laughs> no, they just probably me off the street. Make... <laughs> I don't think you could employ twenty people based off one screw. Just yeah. We're just providing for things. Apple. Speaking <laughs> of uh, resume, yes, I've, I can make one screw. I can make one type <laughs> of screw. <laughs> Turns out someone got hired there because they said on their resume, "I could screw," but like it was a completely different context. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I like the boldness. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, terrible, terrible. Uh, Do you know anyone who has the new Mac Pro, the cheese grater one? Uh, cheese grater? Yes. Is that what it looks like? I think the Ruby Audio team has one. Ooh, Ooh. is it good? Um, I don't think. I think they like it because they. The only reason they use it because they have to because of the software. Because of a. Uh, is it Logic? It? Yeah. Or wait, what's it? Uh, I don't know what they use, Pro tools, oh, by the Pro way. Tools. I, I, it's Pro Tools. Okay, Pro Tools? Okay. Using Pro Tools, yeah. I'm looking it but up. They sounded like they had some difficulty with it at first, but I think I haven't heard about it since. So It starts, it oh, starts yeah, at $6,000. That's so fucking expensive. And the wheels are like 400 bucks each. Are they? God damn. Aren't they? <laughs> or like oh 200, my god. 100? Yeah, the wheels, the wheels are 400 are... bucks, yeah. Each or for a set? For the set, total. For the set. I mean, not, that's wheel. still a hundred dollars wheel. My God! And the stand for the monitor is a grand. <laughs> you need that? Jesus! <laughs> no, I mean so, you don't have to use it. But. So fucking stupid. Lean it up against the wall. I'm only gonna buy three. <laughs> <laughs> screw, screw you, fourth wheel. <laughs> if you just put it like a tricycle, you should be good, right? Like, just yeah. do it like that. Little and kids never fall to... off of tricycles, right? So it's well, just, I mean. But you really only need two wheels. If you if the whole point is you want to be able to wheel that thing around, just have two feet and two wheels and then lift up one end. Oh, Job what, done. What, Save like, half the price. It's like a carrier. Oh, yeah. Why are you like wheeling a, it around, like though? What's the, what's the need to wheel it around? Uh, for people using it in... Well, like, I I used to have a computer that I'd use on set, and it was very handy that it was on wheels. Mm-hmm. Helped to, like... But, uh, but it was in a box that was on wheels. Like, I didn't actually have the... Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want, especially with all the the holes. I wouldn't want to be moving that around 
anywhere. I feel like I'd put it in a box before I just yeah. like wheel it around. Man, Maybe you just could put yeah. a cover on it or something. I, I saw someone in chat bring up. I, I, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Tripophobia. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Which is is that fear of of holes, right? Like multiple holes, multiple or... little holes. Yeah. And I know, like, I apologize. I'm going to show it for anybody afraid, but like the the camera on the new iPhone had that, and I know a lot of people were complaining about that. But that computer is that to like an nth degree. It, yeah. Why is everything so holy? <laughs> you need holes for stuff. You got to put there. stuff in holes. Go on. <laughs> uh, so did anybody? So it, did anybody uh, get in on that uh, GameStop stock action? Diamond hands, baby. That These diamond after, hands. That happened after our last podcast. Missed out. Oh, really? Missed out on talking about it last week. Yeah, that it, was like it really nuts. hit like Tuesday of last week. It's been you, crazy. Did you it's buy been, any coal? Yeah, I bought some at uh, about two shares at seventy last week. Holy shit! Like three something now, or is oh, I think wow. it's down to two hundred. I think it's down to two hundred. You could buy some Mac Pro wheels now. Oh, maybe, yeah, <laughs> I, can buy, I can buy the exactly the right amount now. <laughs> Man, I did not get in on it because I I'm still trying to wrap my head around stocks and everything around the stock market and hedge funds and like all that information. Mm -hmm. I'm trying Types. to digest. I just but, felt like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I watched The Big Short for the first time this weekend with Trevor. Oh, it's great. And honestly, like watching that movie helped me understand the market a little bit more. Yeah. So that kind of helped. Anyway, that's, that's, a, that's a really good movie. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It, I haven't seen it for a while. It did fun ways of helping you understand it, uh, but understand the concepts they were going to have to talk about. Yeah, yeah, like, like putting Margot never... Robbie in a bathtub. Yeah, I mean, who's yeah, not going to pay attention to that? I said fun ways to help you understand. I'll listen. I'll listen to anything <laughs> she's teaching me in that scenario. But it's great because, like, it, it, it's, like, digestible. It's a lot to take in, a lot to understand, but they do it in a really smart way. But Trevor was also helping explain things to me because this is something I never learned growing up. I never really asked about um, mm -hmm. as a kid. Obviously, they don't teach us in schools, which I think they should do if they're not already starting to. Because it's a huge part of like investments, are, and it's like an uh, extracurricular, uh, extracurricular class. At least where I went, it's like you could learn like oh. financial management or like uh, like stock market type stuff. It wasn't part of the normal yeah, economics like that class. That should be taught to everyone. That and yeah. mortgages and stuff. Yeah, like absolutely. Rent agree, like it's stuff that you actually will have to use. You should have like a like financial health so class where it's like, hey, yeah. you want to be good going forward. Here's the steps you can start taking. Like, I know I've start heard people retirement. say that like they had a class where they pick you know stocks and theoretically invest fake money in it, but it's like you're yeah. really not. You're only only barely touching the surface, right? Like there's no yeah. further digging into the uh, the theory behind no real, it, explaining it. There's no real loss with the fake stuff, like the fake money. <laughs> Gonna make the kids bring some money and pony up to lose in order to learn. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if it was like, I mean, I, I would never say do this, but if it was like their grade, if they were like betting with their grade, that'd be one thing. But I would never, I would never recommend doing that. Um, I don't it's know. Like, I don't know what it is because like the other uh, thing that people keep talking about is like, oh, you know what? It, the damn millennials, they played Animal Crossing in the stock market. There, taught them how to do this. I'm like, well, it's pretty different. There's not like diversified. Like you get diversified, you can only buy one type of good. Yeah. Uh, and so, man, Tom, Tom Nook's not trying to short you on turnips on the back end. No. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, a greedy bastard, though. He is. He is. Um, 
yeah, but it was it was a uh, it was an interesting week to see to see all of that go down and uh, to see how people react, how the financial markets reacted, and mm-hmm. how apps reacted. You know, rest- uh, places like Robinhood restricting people from being mm-hmm. able to even trade GameStop yeah. uh, stock, which was which seems the- counterintuitive. Like, if you're seems a stock like trading app, shouldn't you allow people to trade stocks? Yeah, totally. Well, they're they're actually, I think he's testifying in front of the house today. Oh, really? I didn't hear Robinhood? that. Yeah, because. Um, I mean, they're, I think, 50% owned by the one of the hedge funds. Yeah. Who is it? Citral? I can't uh, remember. He's, ex- he's expected <laughs> to testify on February 18th, it looks like. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Not today, but I saw today they got announced that he was going to be testifying because uh, the SEC was going to investigate it. And they're saying they're looking into the investigation from the uh, retail investor's perspective. Right. So, Interesting. Because I mean, that's who they cater to is the retail investor. Yeah. But I mean, you're yeah. seeing a whole bunch of like crazy stuff today where like there's the media is kind of lying about a lot of things. I don't know. I don't want to get too far into it because there's <laughs> it's still all playing out. And like this week's going to be is as crazy, if not crazier than last week. Um, there's been a lot of stuff like everyone's saying that Reddit is moving over to silver now when like if you go onto Reddit, everyone's saying like, no one here said we're going to silver. If you go to silver, you're helping the uh, the hedge fund people. So it's 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 gonna get crazy. I wonder if get... like all all of this started uh, like conspiracy theory. It's like someone who just had a bunch of GameStop stock, right? And they just wanted to like pump it and dump it. They're like, man, I got all this worthless stock. It's getting shorted to hell. Let's yeah. just get everyone to pump it up, and then I'll make my exit. That's honestly why I didn't buy any GameStop. Is I felt like by the time I heard about it, that I was someone else's exit strategy that it was yeah. like it was already pumped up to where it was going to go and it's like that's it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get involved i'm not gonna touch it yeah because we i mean sam and kyle had started talking about it like two weeks ago they were like oh hey this crazy thing's gonna happen next week like be warned wow. i was like uh, like you don't really know like no one really knows when anything's gonna happen like that but uh they were kind of saying that there was some promise to what gamestop was trying to do where um they had said that there was a, a court case that had just happened or some kind of litigation that had just happened where they were saying that you are supposed to own your digital copy of a game. So if you want to take your digital copy and sell it to someone else, you should be allowed to. Um, there was something that had like passed some court that was like, well, you should be able to sell your thing. So it was like, well, GameStop might come back. And then they also got a new CEO, was the, one of the guys from Chewy. And they were saying that one of his plans maybe was to turn GameStop into like a build a bear for computers because like all these what? uh big box type stores like uh fries electronics and stuff are going out of business and it's like well yeah. now there's nowhere that you can go and buy a graphics card and if you're like a grandma going to buy a, a computer for your for your grandson you can't just like go to the store and go i want an xbox with a computer right. um so it's like what if there's a, a store that you can go to and go in a little cubicle or cubby and there's a tra- like a professional there who can teach you how to build a computer it's, with it's- like your kid it's funny to me how circular all of this stuff is, dude, right? It's like they, stores like that used to exist, and then they were pushed out by online retail like Dell and direct to uh, consumer marketing. And then they kind of came back, I think, about like stores like CompUSA mm-hmm. uh, and to a lesser extent like Fry's and stuff like that. Well, CompUSA died years ago, but then like all of them die out because uh, it, it becomes too expensive to have uh, shelf space. Yeah. But now it sounds like oh, wait, that's what people want yeah. again. Like, they want to bring that back. It's just like we're running through this circle where yeah. nobody is learning how to build a computer and we're constantly trying to teach them. 
Yeah. Well, because what keeps happening is that everyone goes, oh, there's a need for this in the market. And so every store rushes to go have a computer building section. And then they're so diverse, like so spread out and so spread thin that like the, the online market can surpass it. And like, obviously, the online market is always going to have an edge with like new stuff and uh, just like being more accessible. But right now, if you think about it, there is no one place you can go to buy a graphics card except for maybe Best Buy. Yeah, I like the lucky. idea of a 90-year-old woman sort of hunting around for a 30-90. She's like, oh, she really wants it, <laughs> I, but there's just no it, way she can get it. It's interesting you bring this up. A couple of weeks ago, uh, I, I rebuilt or I, I bought a new streaming computer for my work setup here at home because my mm -hmm. old streaming computer was like six years old. And uh, I was like, I, I don't need, right? It's a streaming computer. It doesn't need anything fancy. I don't need a crazy graphics card or anything. It's like, so I went, I tried to buy a computer. I went to... I went to Best Buy, I went to Office Max, I went to Staples, and mm. Office Depot, I think. And I was shocked at how shitty the computers they had were. It's like, I saw, they one of them, I forget who it was, it was um, either Office Max or Office Depot, one of them had an Alienware that was like four or five years old that they were charging $2,000 for. And I was yep. like, what the, what fuck the fuck is this? It had like, uh, yeah, I was like, if you look at the specs, you're like, these are all old systems that they have. Like, none of these are new. I ended up having to buy one online uh, just because, like, not because I needed anything custom or fancy, just because everything that you can find in a store is so old and shitty. And I think people don't know that, right? Like, like you're talking about an, like an old grandma yeah. who wants to buy a computer. It's like, you, you think you go to the store, you think you're going to buy something brand new, right? It's like, it's been sitting in there for years. Who knows how fucking long it's been in there? It's but garbage. It's like... like I, I, didn't even need, tag, I didn't so... even need anything crazy. I just needed a desktop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you just relegate your old PC down to the streaming PC slot? Well, what happened, uh, it was like I had replaced my gaming PC uh, over the summer. And then it was my old gaming PC I was using as my stream setup. But like I said, it was like six years old. And whenever I would use uh, vMix, it was spiking my CPU usage to 100%. I remember uh, that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I was in, I ended up dropping frames. So I ended up, I just couldn't salvage it. If I'm, like, I could swap out my graphics card if that was a bottleneck, but since the CPU was bottlenecking, you know, I just needed to chunk it and yeah. just get something new. I want, I want someone to take a screen cap. I know I could easily just do this by going to the first podcast we did at home, but take a screen cap of all of our webcams from that per first podcast we did from work from home when that first started in end of March compared to what we look like now and like how our setups have changed yeah. and everything like that. I think Gavin though, you were using- were I you use the Phantom. You were using your Phantom yeah. as the webcam. So yours is gonna be the only one that looks, way, looks way better. Way better than this one. Uh, but now I got this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Party. This episode of the Received Podcast is brought to you by Honey. Uh, it's the future, which means most of us these days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping we really do. That's why today's sponsor, Honey, comes in. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes, automatically tests them when you're checking out. Honey's basically your online shopping imaginary friend who saves you money, so even better than your regular imaginary friend. So here's how it works. Get Honey on your computer for free in two easy clicks. Then when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up. All you do is click apply coupons and wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons for that site. If Honey finds a working code, it applies the best one already to your cart. Uh, plus, they have a, a rewards program called Honey Gold, so you rack up points. And I recently just actually got a $10 gift card from, from Target just for uh, using Honey. It's great. Uh, and you, you can save too because Honey has found its over 17 million members, $2 billion in savings. That's billion with a B. Honey supports all kinds of retailers from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands and even food delivery. 
It's simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free. works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com rooster. That's joinhoney.com rooster, rooster so they know we sent you. Thanks, Honey, for supporting today's episode. And thank you for going to joinhoney.com rooster. Where does it, where do we draw the line at using copyrighted sounds? Like, is there a time limit where YouTube will like then flag it? Like, is it under a certain amount of time or just if they hear any sort of ounce of something copyrighted? Or I think just try it. it. And if we get a strike, then we know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> then you say, oops, my bad. Yeah. Eric's not here today, Ooh. but if he was here, he'd go, no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? There you go. there the ghost of Eric. That's his job. He, he wants you to do it. He, that's just his job to say you can't. When you know, buy, because Cole, you were talking about how like people wanted to be able to sell their digital game mm-hmm. on. When you buy a game, do you buy? Are you buying the game, or are you just buying a license to use the game? Like, what technically do you have? In they your, were saying what that do you, you own. They were saying you've bought the license to own and sell as you want. Like you own like, the same like you own a physical copy of a game. That's what they're trying to argue. Hmm. Because because uh, it, it also played in when, like when that started happening, when GameStop and uh, like the resellers started rising up, they started selling. Remember, they started like putting codes in the day one edition of games where it was like, oh, if you want this extra Mass Effect character, you have to have bought yeah. the new version. And yeah. uh, what they're saying now is, oh, well, you also have to have the code to transfer that information over as well i think didn't when when the xbox one had that disastrous unveiling when they first came out uh didn't they want to have a system like that remember they had they wanted to have the system always online so that Mm -hmm. you could validate you could like take a disc and transfer it to a like a digital purchase and then trade it back in if you wanted to like remember they had that really complicated setup that sony made fun of just like with someone with a disc handing it to someone else say like look it's much easier look we did that already yeah yeah the, xbox explained it all like engineers and sony was like no we're gonna explain it like like they were like oh well you're at work i remember sony because sony explained the exact same thing where they were like well you're at work your game will download itself for you and if your friend bought a game it'll download so if you want to buy it you <laughs> wow. just hit the buy now and it's already on your playstation and it's like you have to be connected already to have that happen like you have to be online all the time for that to happen I feel there was, I, I want to say there was a game where you bought it, but the code that came with the game was the multiplayer. Like it unlocked the multiplayer so that if you did sell it, then that happened, you wouldn't be able to sell it with the multiplayer. That happened a lot. A lot of games yeah. were doing that for a while. And that I feel like you, in Gears of War or Call of Duty or something. Yeah. And that if you, so if you bought the game secondhand, you could purchase multiplayer access from like a, an online store for like five or six yeah. bucks. So that kind oh, of stopped so people from. Shitty buying one version and just sharing it with their friends to play multiplayer together or like, so if you buy used like you what really what it was targeted was if you buy the game secondhand at a reseller then you still have to give money back to the developer yeah mm, oh man wow. I, I bought i think 90 percent of my xbox and nintendo 64 games were pre-owned it was, yeah. it was an awesome time just yeah. rummaging getting deals oh I, like we would have like a setup where we would go buy a game try to beat it within two weeks to be able to return it <laughs> for the full for like the full uh full full used refund and get the next game on the list there was like well i'll never beat that game <laughs> yeah Man, there, was a, there, there was a period in time where i would do that too at funko land uh like where <laughs> you you had i forget what it was like you had they had a ridiculous return policy where it's like you could play a game 
even if you'd open it and then return it. It's like I tried, so I tried to play and beat so many games that way. It always felt like it was cheating the system, but the guys who worked there was like, eh, just whatever, it doesn't matter. Like they were so yeah. laid back about it. Like, it's fine, just bring it back. I always wanted to try going in, returning it, and then immediately buying it back to reset <laughs> that two week period. Just be like, man, nope, I want to buy uh, that game again. The great thing about doing it with cartridge-based games, like N64 and stuff, is that you would have other people's games on there. <laughs> yeah. You would just, like, resume wherever they were, and like, alright, let me just erase this. Yeah, I'd hop in, and there'd be awful, terrible names that I can't say here. And you're just like, well, th that's not the name of these Pokemon. Nope. <laughs> there used to be, years ago, back in the early to mid-90s, there used to be a video game store here in Austin called Floppy Joe's. And they would let you rent PC games. I'm going to do air quotes. Rent PC games where uh, you would take it home. And they would give you, like, back then when you would play PC games, there'd be, like, you, in order, sometimes when you would want to launch the game, you would ask you, like, look in the instruction manual on page four. What is the fifth word of the second sentence? You'd have to type it in. That way the game plays. So they'd yeah. give you a Xerox copy of the manual or a Xerox copy of whatever you needed and the game discs. And they'd be like, don't copy these discs. Wink, wink, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, uh, I, was like, I never understood how that place stayed in business. And then one day they were gone. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they're like, yeah. they got they got shut down. <laughs> they got caught. They were making yeah. their own. Oh, my God. They were just like <laughs> That's so cloning funny. it out and setting it up themselves. Let me see. Floppy Joe's. I haven't thought about that place in forever. Austin. Oh, yeah, here's the thread. Who remembers Floppy Joe's on the Austin subreddit? There's yeah. a really cool ability on Steam where Trevor and I could share games that we've purchased with each other. So like, he, I, if he bought a game, I could play it on my computer. The problem is, is that I can't play any game on Steam that he owns if he's playing another game on Steam that he owns. So oh, like, really? if he's if he's playing like Gmod or something like that, I can't play Fall Guys from his collection essentially. Mm -hmm. um, oh. So. It kind of takes away the purpose, especially when you have two people who are playing games all day from yeah. Steam. <laughs> so I've had to buy my own, essentially. Could you even though two, we both own it? Could you make a third Steam account and like have a a Steam library computer that you both access and run everything off of independently? They couldn't I... play games at the same time, though. Wouldn't that be the yeah. same problem? Uh, was that okay? I'm trying to think. I'm trying, yeah, I'm, to, I'm trying to run it. through all the scenarios. Like, yeah. okay, who can own what game? To or he just can, can, he, can he continue to play World of Warcraft because that's not on Steam. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> he's been playing a lot of that lately. I see him on all the time. Like, One time I walked into uh, his office. This is like on the weekend at some point, and he was just playing World of Warcraft. And I was like, what are you up to? He's like, I've been um, selling cookies for the last couple hours. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're selling cookies in World of Warcraft? He goes, yeah, people really like them and they're buying them. <laughs> it's like that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. And his his uh character's name is Gland. And I made a joke that it was like Glanma's cookies. Um it was make just a guild. Land. He should make a guild. Glanma's cookies. <laughs> it was just the, the most precious thing. And I was like, I didn't even know you could do that in World of Warcraft. I thought it was just like going on missions oh, and did, did any of y'all ever play RuneScape? Back in the day, I never no. played RuneScape. No. Oh, there was so much. Like I, I spent so much of my childhood fishing for lobsters so I could go sell them at the house, like in the <laughs> auction house in town. And then you go into town, and there'd be girls who just like want to buy boyfriend, and they like you go up and they just give you free stuff, and they go, "You're my boyfriend now." <laughs> okay. okay. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 
years ago when I used to work in my old job back in what year was this? It would have been like ninety nine or two thousand. I remember um, I was working in the department I worked in. There weren't that many of us. There were maybe six or seven of us that worked there. And uh, one time I walked into one of my coworkers' cubicles, and uh, he was working. I forget what he was. He was like working on a spreadsheet, like boring office shit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I could hear, on, and he was working on his laptop. We had docks, and you would like hook your laptop into the dock, and it was your workstation when you were there, and you take it with you when you go home. Uh, so I walk into his cubicle, he's, like I said, he's working on a spreadsheet, and the fans in his laptop are going like crazy. I mean, like, it sounds like a blow dryer. And I'm like, hey, is your laptop okay? Do you need to reboot it or something? It sounds like it's, it's going to take off. Uh, and he, like, looks around, he's <laughs> like, look at this, check this out. And he alt-tabs, and he was running Asheron's call in the background. And uh, I was like, what are you doing? And he said, I wrote a macro so that my character in Asheron's call will buy apples take them home, bake them into apple pies, then go back to the <laughs> vendor and sell them. And so I'll sit here and work, and all day long, my character's in Asheron's call, buying apples, making pies, and selling them back to the vendor. And every time he does it, I make like five silver for every pie. And I was like, that sounds incredibly boring, but super awesome at the same yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're it's at like- work, and your character is also at work. Like, <laughs> like from eight to five every day, Making pie went and worked, and his character worked making apple pies Eight all day long. Day. God, I'd have yeah, so much silver. money in WoW if I did that. Jesus. I know some people but, who, like, ha- have the auction house open all day in the computer while they're, like, doing exports and stuff. That helped me. Honestly, working or, like, trying to game the auction house in World of Warcraft taught me a lot about trading in the stock market in a weird way because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I i would try to find little niches to corner like i remember i would know i would normally always take mining as a profession and i would find like i would find one mineral and i would i would like corner the market on it so like let's say titanium and i would yeah. go and i would buy you know i'd mine a bunch of titanium i'd have a bunch in my bank i'd look on the market and then i'd buy it all and then i'd increase the i'd relist it at like double or triple the price because like now yeah. I have control of the entire commodity, and anytime Taking other people, people would come, out who undercut you, right? If they came in and tried to undercut, it's like I would just I would just buy it and take it off the market because it was worth more to me uh, mm-hmm. to just like have it delisted so that I could sell all of my reserves. Nice. I made so much fucking money in WoW uh, doing that, just like finding like a common thing. Because every now and then, people have a lot of gold. They're like, well, I need this thing to complete a quest or to do one thing. It's like they don't think anything about paying thirty gold for one piece of ore or some shit. Uh, mm-hmm. You end up making so much money in the video game. It's great, man. I I remember doing that. I mean, I, I know we brought it up earlier, but the uh, the stock market on Animal Crossing. I remember. I felt like I was cheating the system because we luckily have such an awesome, wonderful community who's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, uh, my uh, turnips are going for six hundred bells. So, like, here's my dodo code if you want to come over." And I'm like. Hell yeah! And I'm making like <laughs> millions of bells because our community is so helpful. But like, man, that's I a, feel like that's a fun I game. put that. I I never intentionally stopped playing that game. It just like dropped off randomly for me. Yeah. So there's I've definitely got a room full of rotten turnips. Oh, <laughs> you probably have Somewhere. a lot of ants. <laughs> that's what you have. Yeah. I I don't think I've logged in since May. You you should log in. I don't. I imagine it's still going on, but just to log in to see winter because it's really pretty in that game. Like everything covered in snow and, and all oh. the trees and stuff like that. It's really nice. Lovely. Yeah, I'll probably just log in like once a season to see how the game changes. <laughs> Do the update. Play the updates. Yeah, yep. I should get back into that. That was like I think the reason I was able to survive the beginning of quarantine was that game. It was a nice ease in. 
Yeah. yeah. To uh, to, so you know, everyone had like a little project of the day. Yeah. It was nice to uh, to start was, off with it, that. It was a way to ease from your physical real world life to your digital <laughs> online life. Yeah. It's like here, play this game. This is your life for the next eighteen months. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because like that first week, um, my roommate, we were supposed to go. We were all supposed to go, like, go on a big trip. And um, so a bunch of us just kind of used that time to do other things. Like we all just still took that time off from work, but um, went on like smaller trips. And uh, I know she went and like just got an Airbnb and like the entire weekend just played Animal Crossing in the Airbnb. So it's like still a vacation and then like another vacation within the vacation of playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes it's just a matter of like being in a different place physically. Mm -hmm. That just took break up the monotony of things even though you're still just like staying inside and and doing that that's what i've tried to do like to change gears when i'm done with a day of working like i'll either go for a walk when i'm done and like i'll shut down my computer go for a walk around the neighborhood then come back and turn it back on to play games at night just for like that feeling of a of a commute or like listen to a podcast or something just separation (laughs) feel that mental separation of i'm no longer in work mode i need to be in an inner like recreation mode yeah, Do you I don't think know anyone I... just goes and sits in their car on their driveway. <laughs> well, <laughs> it doesn't go have anywhere. You, Sometimes... Have you seen any of the videos of people uh, recreating like travel things? So they'll get their treadmill and they'll put their suitcase, their suitcase on the treadmill. So it'll be like it's coming off the conveyor belt at the airport, and they'll like pick it up and then like stand <laughs> no. on it, going really slowly as if it's like a moving sidewalk. <laughs> just, That's really like... good. Oh my god. Yeah. That's really <laughs> funny. Because they miss traveling so much. I love oh. it. This episode of the Receive Podcast is brought to you by Freshly. Dinner can be complicated, and 2021 should be anything but. That's why Freshly is here. Their chef-made meals keep dinner delicious, simple, and better for you with nutritious ingredients in every dish. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door with no cooking required. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you don't have to go out and grocery shop. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week, so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering's easy. Just visit Freshly.com. Choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak peppercorn, sausage baked penne, or their chicken pesto bowl. Freshly can even fit your lifestyle with a variety of plants and meals to pick from that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. And right now, our listeners can try Freshly for just $6.16 per meal. Stop searching the internet for healthy food near me every night and start living life with Freshly. Your meals are always delivered fresh, never frozen. They're ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. With new meals added each week, Freshly brings the convenience of chef-made nutritionist design classics right to your kitchen. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com rooster. Make eating better your New Year's resolution. Get a special limited time offer. Go to Freshly.com rooster for $40 off your first two orders. Try Freshly now for a limited time. Get $40 off your first two orders. Go to Freshly.com rooster to learn more. Um. I also realized something. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast last week, but I realized something the other day. Uh, I don't leave my space very often. We don't really even go outside much as much as we should. That's for sure. Hmm. My eyes are getting weak um, to the point where I went outside the other day and I was looking at something far away and I was like, I haven't looked at something on the horizon far away from myself <laughs> in probably weeks. So my eyes were just like... Infinity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm used to focusing on something that's like, you know, within two to ten feet away from me inside my house. And so yeah. it was nice to change that up a little bit, get the eye exercises going. I did. I, I don't have it that bad, I don't think, but I was I was taking up my bins or something and I just looked at the clouds and I was like, they're so high. They're so far away. <laughs> Sounds like, like you're oh, high. 
Whoa. But I was just like, wow. <laughs> that reminds me. A couple of weeks ago, the moon was really bright. Like, I feel like there's been a couple, like, there, there was something. Something that happened a few weeks ago, and the moon was really bright. And I was outside walking my dogs at night. And I was like, wow, the moon looks really cool. It's really huge and bright and beautiful. And I was staring at it for a bit. Then I came back inside and, uh, you know, got ready for bed. Got in bed to go to sleep. And the moonlight was coming through my window, like lined up just perfectly on my pillow. And I was like, <laughs> I laid down and it was hitting me in the face like, God damn it, fucking moon. Like I went from loving it <laughs> to like hating it in the space of like two minutes. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying Dr to sleep. Drew would love this conversation. <laughs> he would. Annoyed at the annoyed at the billion year old rock <laughs> it was like it was reflecting the light just right like the the moon and the sun are billions of years old the sun is millions of miles away the moon is hundreds of thousands of miles away and they lined up just right to mirror that light right into my eyes on my pillow yep think of all the photons that don't bounce off the moon and hit you in the eyes mm -hmm. awesome fucking stupid uh, speaking of Drew, I sent him a video earlier today that he really loved. I sent it to Gavin right before we, we started the podcast, too. Uh, I don't know if you all saw, there was a uh, military coup in the country of Myanmar that, uh, that happened yesterday. And I saw this video posted on Reddit earlier today where this woman was doing aerobic exercises out like on the streets in the capital of Myanmar. And she's just like filming herself doing these aerobic exercises. Then, like, she didn't realize it, but behind her in the background, the coup is happening. Like, she filmed the exact moment that the military showed up to take the government over and to take everyone into custody. And she's just, like, standing there doing her workout. And right behind her, it's like, all this shit is going down. And it's, oh, my God. It's just fucking crazy to me that it happened literally, like, feet away from her. And she, Does she, she ever has, notice it? No, she has no idea. She's just, like, doing That's her workout crazy. the entire time. Whoa. Uh, it's like the um it's bizarre the, the it's always interesting when people are filming something but they don't know it. it's like the 9-11 the guy who was like filming the drain or something like following the firefighters and he captured the first plane and there's like footage of like there's like a wedding video or something for that was being filmed right before that explosion in beirut yeah there was oh, like a so it's so crazy just to see just to see like the real life happening and then suddenly everything's changed because usually on the mm -hmm. news you just see the event from like whatever the most famous angle is mm -hmm. right yeah it's like there's been the absolute proliferation of cameras like we, i think we've talked about this before like 9 11 there isn't much footage of the first plane hitting the tower like i think you mentioned it. i think there's uh footage like there was a documentary crew following firefighters and like maybe yeah. one other angle that might exist of it that people just happen to have cameras out and now it's like cameras are everywhere like i even think about uh we had an episode of black box down recently about uh u.s airways 1549 you know where they landed on the miracle on the hudson and uh, it's the same thing where that plane hitting the water there's only one close circuit feed of that plane going down and landing in the hudson river uh, you know yeah wow. by between manhattan and new jersey it's like there's one camera that captured it like if that shit happened today you, you know, there'd be like a hundred pages on YouTube of videos from like different angles of that of that thing happening, and that didn't happen that long ago. From, yeah, what was that like two thousand and nine? I think so. Like, yeah, yeah. Now there'd be like a hundred angles from within the plane yeah. alone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just look at look at all the fucking social media footage from the Capitol insurrection mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. I mean, obviously 
a very different story. What? Of course. Oh, there's, there's the video. It's a still from the video. Oh, oh my yeah. God! It's like God. She's right I thought there. it was gonna be like way in the background, not like no, it's the other like side right of the parking lot. <laughs> where where is she God. even? Where I, is she even doing this? Like, is I, this? I think she's on yeah. some steps. It must be near the parliament because I think the the coup happened at the parliament building. Uh, so I think that's parliament behind her and uh, to her right, which so it's like left when you're looking because that's where all the cars drive to. If you watch the video, all the cars head over there in that direction. I mean. Coup aside, that would be a great video. That's like a good framing for a workout video. <laughs> it's very nice. So I can see yeah. why she insisted on continuing to do it there no matter what was behind her. <laughs> the meteor. She's yeah. just doing her well, it's not. It, it's not like it was loud. It's not like there were gunshots or anything. It was just like those cars drive down the road. You know, it's it's nothing crazy. You wouldn't turn around. She's by a busy street. You know, she yeah. uh, didn't realize that it was those specific cars or anything. <laughs> Was it was it Bruce Almighty where he's doing a, a news story and he's got like stuck on facial hair and then on that like a meteor comes down he's like oh, he's like here on the scene. <laughs> right. Oh yeah 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 because he I think he was a newscaster and he was just like trying to get some big story yeah, right was, like, because he could control. Yeah, yeah. that's a great like, movie. Mustaches hanging off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a movie. We, I feel like we've talked about that movie a lot lately, haven't we? Like in the last couple of podcasts, it's come up a few times. I, I actually had the urge. The, I just bought these. Um, I wanted just to buy a load of Jim Carrey movies physically. Because I feel like I watched them, like The Mask, for example. I watched that, I don't know, every three years or something, just because it's good. But I think I've just been renting it every time or like getting it for three bucks on Amazon or something. It's like, why not just buy the damn thing if I'm going to keep watching it every oh, wow. three years for the rest of my life? Now it's free forever. You get your money back in like nine or ten years. Yeah, there you go. Peter Hayes, like the true champ he is, already made a GIF of he just did my webcam, but I would I would like to see everyone's maybe at some point, but like my webcam going from the first podcast at home to today. Oh, look at you. I, Where is it? Well, it's in, in uh, Discord in the podcast Holy, channel. Like, it also kind of like it tells like the story of your life between now and then. Like I know clearly, I've stopped dyeing my hair. I've stopped wearing fake eyelashes. <laughs> well, also, just like that, you have just like just a <laughs> IKEA black couch with a cloth over it, like the yep. the interchangeable cloth. To now, like a custom, like it looks like your room now instead of like. Yeah, I painted it. Yeah. I put up I shelves. I fixed how, my lighting. I got a new camera. <laughs> how much lower down you are? Like you've just slowly slumped <laughs> down over the weeks. <laughs> yeah. I guess because my my camera angle has changed. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, you, I you've gotten more pro. You're not using that Yeti mic anymore. Oh, and that's from. Uh, I think this was the second one we did at home. Maybe. Forget yeah, I don't remember if it was. <sighs> Wait till again. I'll look as haggard as possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah gavin your hair's so short that's good <laughs> <I'm cold. laughs> chad became me <laughs> the chad was in you all along turns out with the, the true friends what i don't know chads we made along the way there's some joke there i don't know the chads we made along the way <laughs> Um, Brian Gar wrote uh, a Substack. You know Brian Gar. We work with. He's been on the podcast in the past for our viewers. Uh, he wrote uh, a Substack that he posted this morning, or maybe it was late last night, about his experiences working at a shitty movie theater in Austin in the late nineties. Uh, and it was a really interesting read to me because I used to go to that theater all the fucking time. 
uh, when I first moved to Austin, I lived like right across the street from it. So I would go there all the time. And if you've ever heard me tell the story about watching a movie and someone ordering a Domino's delivery pizza to the theater, like that's that was the theater that he wrote about. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I think the either the first or second night I moved to Austin back in uh, January of 98, uh, I went to that theater for the first time and I saw Jackie Brown there. And I remember, uh, like you said, it was a shitty theater. It's a, it doesn't exist anymore. It was a super shitty theater, but it was so. I don't know. It was so. It was so awesome to me. I'll never forget going to watch Jackie Brown there because it was like the first time in my life I was an adult living out on my own. It was like one of those weird memories where it's like this is the start of me trying to make it on my own. Uh, you know, I dropped out of college. Like before then, it's like I'd been I'd lived with my parents and I'd gone to college and kind of done what other people wanted to do. But uh, I'd moved to Austin on my own and was like, as an adult, it's like, I'm going to go watch a movie. You know, I made that decision. It was It's, it's weird that it stands out like that. And it's like, I'm going to go watch Jackie Brown. And to this day, like, I'll still, I still remember everything about that trip to the theater. Uh, and even, even though I was like thinking like, this theater is super shitty, but this is good. This is an awesome experience. I'm happy that I'm here. Uh, what was the first movie you saw at a cinema, a movie theater? The first movie I saw at a cinema, I believe was E.T., Whoa. Interesting. When did that I think come mine out? Was 89? Aladdin. Aladdin. What year was Aladdin? 92? Something like that. E.T. was 82. So I got you beat by 10 years. 82. Got a decade on me. <laughs> Why did I think it was 89? Oh, no, was, I think Lion King. Was that 94? Yeah. Would have been 94 because I think I would have been three. My brother would have been one. No, I would have been. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. My, mine was remember. Aladdin, the Will Smith one. <laughs> <laughs> what was, oh what was yours, Barbara? It must have been some Disney movie. I don't, I don't think I remember. But the first movie I remember vividly seeing in theaters is Titanic because I remember I was sitting next to my dad and I was, I think, like eight or something at the time. I don't remember mm -hmm. what year Titanic came out. I think 99. And, okay, so I would have been 10. Um, and I remember being so embarrassed because there's boobs on screen and I'm like, my father is looking at someone else's boobs that don't belong <laughs> to my mom. And this is weird. Don't and I remember just like cringing in the theater the whole time. It was just like, it was 97, by the way, you were, you were closer. Okay. So I was, I yeah. was eight. Yeah. Okay. What about the bit where they were railing each other in the car? Yeah, I mean, it just gets progressively worse. <laughs> I saw I saw Titanic at um, the Austin film. What what is now the Austin Film Studios Theater? Uh, kind of over there by Highland Mall. Uh, mm -hmm. What do they call it? Uh, what do they call it? The uh, Marquesa, the Marquesa Theater. Mm -hmm. uh, over there, like that used to be a regular theater that they would show movies yeah. at, and I saw I saw Titanic in there. It's long. It's a long ass it's a movie. Long movie. Who did I? Yeah. God, that was 97. So fucking long ago. I just remember it always took two VHSs. Yep. Jeez. Do you remember? Yeah, this will be really impressive if you, if you remember, Cole. Do you remember where the first one ended and where the second one picked up? No. I think if I remember correctly. <laughs> is it like right as the icebergs it's scraping like, down the boat? It's like just as the iceberg is. <laughs> It's either that, like when the iceberg scrapes it, or when like it has already started sinking. It's one of the two. Because I'm pretty sure it doesn't hit the iceberg until about 
a normal movie's length. I think it's like 90 minutes when it crashes. <laughs> Something like that. If anyone in chat remembers. Yeah. I wonder if that movie would have made more money if it was a two-parter. Oh, <laughs> has there ever been a movie that like, I guess like Infinity War and Endgame is kind of a two-parter movie, right? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, Lord of the Rings is a three-parter. True. Yeah. Yeah, the Hobbits, like the the middle one ends in the middle mm -hmm. of a <laughs> dragon fight. But also, like, you can't really, <laughs> like, stay tuned to see what happens in part two of Titanic. Like, everyone <laughs> knows. Yeah, like, like watch a year later, it's like, previously on Titanic. <laughs> yeah. so, I, I'm trying What's to find, I'm trying to find exactly when it happens. And I see someone here, there's a discussion on Reddit about switching the tapes. And someone wrote... The second tape starts with Rose's fiance slapping the crap out of her. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that was after the ice had. Is it? Oh, okay. Was that I Billy think... Zane? Yeah. Yeah. Someone oh, else wrote, I only so watched zany. the first tape for titties. Oh, titties on the first tape. I believe you'll get your headline, Mr. Imzay. Is May? Someone just wrote that in chat. When they talk about the ship sinking and he's going to get his headline in the paper because the, he, he wanted his headline about the Titanic. The captain's right. the guy from Lord of the Rings, isn't it? It's the uh Oh. It, the um king. yeah, King Theodrin. Yeah. I never I never made that connection to right now. Uh, I Titan typed in uh Titanic captain and it brought up the real dude. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Not you, Edward Smith, the movie yeah. one. <laughs> Bernard no one cares Hill? about the real people. Bernard Hill, yeah. Oh yeah, he's the uh, Rohan captain or Rohan king. Captain, he's, he's a captain he's of the Rohan. Guy who, he's a, I mean, what's the king but a captain of a country? He's the guy who Gandalf like bitch slaps Sauron out of. Yeah. Mm. Oh, not Sauron, Saruman. Yeah. Wait, who's in him? Saruman. I don't know. Saruman. Yeah, and there's a little creeper guy who's hanging out like, yeah, do it. Grim a warm tongue. Yeah. yeah. I always. I thought you were talking about Victor Garber for a bit. I, cause, oh. But he wasn't the captain. Yeah, he was uh, like the nice guy. He was also in Alias. Mm. If anyone ever watched Alias. This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks ranging from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, languages, business, motivation, and more like original entertainment and now podcasts. They recently launched their Plus Catalog, where you get full access to thousands and thousands of select originals, audiobooks, and podcasts, including ad-free versions of popular shows, as well as exclusive series. Now is the best time to try Audible with their President's Day event, because you're getting in on their best offer of the year. It's only $9.95 a month for your first six months. That's $9.95 for a limited time and access to one title from their premium selection, plus downloading and streaming thousands of all-you-can-listen audiobooks, originals, and podcasts for less than a regular membership. Uh, you've heard me talk about Audible for a long time. I listen to all of the Game of Thrones books on there. Uh, you can listen to Snow Crash, which is one of my favorite books of all times. Uh, just anything you can imagine, it's probably on there. Uh, I, I, I use it to listen to so many books. It's crazy. Anyway, you can visit audible.com slash rooster or text rooster to 500-500. That's audible.com slash R-O-O-S-T-E-R or text rooster to 500-500 to try the Plus Catalog for just $9.95 a month for six months. Um, shit, what was I going to say? Uh, is there a 4K I, I, Titanic? Uh, I would get it. There's got to be. It's weird what movies came out in 4K and which ones didn't. When you think they're really like all, anything shot on film could be in 4K. If it was 35mm. If, if people want to go through the trouble of rescanning it, I guess. Yeah. Mm. It's weird it's, to think that Lord of the Rings was four years after Titanic. 
So that would yeah. have been. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, like, Lord of the Rings feels like a childhood movie. Like one that came out like when everyone was in elementary school and like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Titanic feels like a, like a childhood movie. Lord of the Rings feels like it was like older. Yeah. Did any of you read the Lord of the Rings books or have you all just seen the, the movies? Just the I'm movies just, for just me. Just movies for me. Movies. Yeah. There's a, the, the way the books end, spoiler for the books, by the way, spoiler for a 50 or 70 year old book. At this point. <laughs> there was, I really like, there, there's, there's one part of the ending in the books that they didn't film that I really like. Uh, That's probably the biggest departure, in my opinion, from the books mm-hmm. and the movies. Uh, in the books, uh, Saruman doesn't die. He's spared. And he's, uh, he's like banished. They cast him out from, uh, uh, from his tower. Was it Isildur? Uh, oh fuck, Barador and Isengard. They cast him out from Isengard. Isengard. Um, Taking them over to Isengard. And then after the hobbits destroy the ring, you know, uh, in Mount Doom, they leave and they go back to the Shire. But when they return to the Shire, they discover that Saruman and Grimma Wormtongue have taken over the Shire and they've enslaved all of the hobbits and they've destroyed the Shire. So the hobbits have to fight and try to, uh, remove Saruman and Grimma Wormtongue from power and try to mm-hmm. free the Shire. And Wait, they this, do. There's a battle after the ring? Right, yeah. there is. And that's the oh. final battle in the book, is trying to get Saruman out of the Shire. Yeah. Uh, so they managed to do it, but the Shire's never the same. It's pretty much tainted. Uh, and like no, everyone's been through this horrible experience. So the whole point of the book that is missed in the movie, for the most part, is that you can't go back home. Like the, these experiences yeah. have changed the entire world. And even all of the Hobbits as far away as they were from all the action, are still touched by this awful tragedy. I like and, that it, uh, there's, there's that's no a better ending. Because, like, the hobbits are like, that's not our problem. Like, Sauron, <laughs> Saruman, the dragon. No, that's not our problem. We just want to party every day. Like, we're LMFA <laughs> over here. So, no, we're good. We're good. But, like, to actually have repercussions and, call, like, damage from <clears throat> neglecting what needs to be done. Right. But, and they yeah, can't they go pay, back they either because it. they made the decision to neglect it. They can't go back either. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, it's 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 and it's not like it's a huge part of the book. It's not like the it's a, like a no. battle that goes on forever or anything. It's almost like a footnote, but it's like oh yeah, and this happened. But it's a it's an interesting uh, Those, interesting thought on it. The wizards are my favorite Lord of the Rings memes. Have you just do you know about the blue wizards? No, I don't think so. So it's it's all uh, like. Tolkien fanboys are going to like kill me because I'm going to get it next to correct. <laughs> but essentially, like I know the Balrog, Sauron, Gandalf, they're all the same race of people. Like they're all with the yeah. Uh, the, but, oh, God, what is it called? I don't remember. Either. I I I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I can't remember it. Yeah, so like, like, I am of zero help. They're kind of like right all now. like uh, like angel type beings, right. and um. So essentially, they send over all the wizards like Gandalf, Sauron. You've seen the Hobbit, Radagast the Brown, and they send over uh, two blue wizards. And so, like Saruman gets corrupt, Radagast doesn't really do anything. Gandalf's the only one who's doing the job of trying to stop Sauron from growing to power. Um, and there's just these two blue wizards who show up, and their job was to go stop the men from the east from helping Sauron. But that's who has the elephants there at the end of the the Return of the yeah, King, right? So they don't do anything. No, they don't do anything. <laughs> so I was like, why did you even bring it up? It's like, oh yeah, there's these, there's the five wizards, the Gandalf the Gray, Saruman the White, Radagast the Brown, and two unnamed blue wizards who fuck <laughs> off immediately and fail at their job. 
I think you should start a podcast call where you like explain law from different things, and it's called Next to Correct. Next to Correct. That'd be a brilliant name <laughs> That's for a podcast. genius. So it's Gandalf, like his actual physical appearance as some old dude. Is that just like an appearance that he chose then? Like he doesn't, if he's just like a spiritual angel thing from another dimension or another land, what is, does he actually have a physical appearance? Like uh, in his original form? It's been a while. I don't yeah. remember. I'm trying to like, because Gandalf is just the name because because every race has like a different name for him, don't they? Like he's uh, Mithrandir. Maybe Mithrandir. Maybe he's like and, um, the dwarves have a name for him as well. Maybe he's like the agents from the Matrix, where he could just uh, invade someone's body and it's just the the Maiar and the Valar. That's it, right? Because he's a Maiar. I never, I never understood the agents. So like the agents could just hop from. Body to body. They can just be whoever they want. They just take over that person. Right. But whenever, they, whenever they're fighting and they run out of ammo, they just start fist fighting. Why not just get... A, why not just generate a new gun? Just, like, retake over that body and stuff. <laughs> every time they get a new body, they have a new fully loaded gun. Yeah, just I also... I don't... a new gun. Why are you punching shit? Right. Use the system to make more <laughs> ammo. <laughs> It's crazy to They're me. Yeah. Program within the simulation. Just oh, here's a bazooka from my anus. I <laughs> also <laughs> punching people. I also feel so awful for the human beings that just like they get their body invaded by one of the agents and then they get killed and like that. That's it. Their life is done. Like and yeah. then they're just all right. Done with this body. Here's a new one. Yeah, it's like just... the agent that shoots at Neo and he does the crazy cool bullet dodge and then Trinity just shoots him in the head <laughs> some, and then it's just some man on the floor like some police officer with a bullet hole in his head yep depressing i i i, I always say it i really want to rewatch those i need to rewatch all three of those i, I gotta try them again it's been a while i guess the fourth movie's coming out soon right are they done filming that what? wait it's 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 already soon like i thought it would they just announced that it was starting production it's, release date is scheduled for december of this year whoa I applied this to be so weird. Uh, yeah, I think it was pre-COVID, but I applied to be an extra in that movie. They didn't contact me. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? Maybe you'll get that after Judge Judy. Uh, we'll see. I was like, I'm so distressed. Like, I I want to do it. Like, I think they were filming the the call for extras was in San Francisco. I was like, I don't care. I'll do it. I'll go out there to San Francisco. I'll figure it out if they uh, if they cast me as an extra. But they didn't. W would Fuckers. you literally do anything as an extra in that movie? Oh yeah, I'd I'd, I'd be you whatever. As long as uh, I was in the Matrix, that'd be mm. fucking awesome. What if you were just down a like a manhole with like sixty people jizzing on you? Sure, and then and then they drop <laughs> horse shit on me. Fine, whatever. <laughs> You'd be you like, yeah, for, I'm in the Matrix. That's me, right you there. Forever the guy, be known the, as that guy. I'm the yeah, I'm the, well, I'm the, I'm the jizz horse shit guy. <laughs> that's a notable. That's a notable role. <laughs> I always so something that's always made me curious about movies and the way they cast movies is when they have a character that's like supposed to be a really ugly character in the movie and like that's has like impact on the storyline and stuff like that and i wonder how insulting it is for someone to get cast as like the ugly character like well, you're supposed hmm. to be the ugly friend in this scenario yeah. and like it's you're mostly, perfect for it it's mostly makeup right not always sometimes okay. it's just they could save a lot of money on makeup if they cast me as that. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's like every article on the online is like, you won't believe how hot this side character in the movie was. 
And it's like, oh. or like when they make really beautiful, yeah. um, what's her name? Charlize Theron, um, yeah. how they made her like hideous for that movie monster. Yeah. Monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that was impressive. There was, that was I'm, all makeup. I'm, I'm, I'm going to circle this conversation back a little bit. There's a, if you remember in the two towers, there's an extra who's like standing at the battle of Helm's deep who like he's missing an eye and uh, he like turns to look in the camera and you see him standing on the wall. Uh, it's like an older man, just like showing that they have mm-hmm. uh, like feeble older men guarding Helm's Deep. Uh, when I rewatched the the trilogy recently and I was uh, rewatching some of the bonus footage and they talked about that extra in particular about how self-conscious he was about the fact that he was missing an eye. I guess he had showed up to the casting call wearing an eye patch and uh, they asked if they could see him without the eye patch and he showed them and I guess he was really self-conscious about it. And they were like, if you're comfortable, you know, we'd like to cast you up there with no eye patch, you know, and and, uh, and have you do this scene. And I guess he was really hesitant to do it. And they were like, that's fine if you don't want to. Like, they didn't pressure him, but that eventually he came around and decided to do it. And that afterwards, like, he was super happy he did it because it made him feel, it made him feel, like, more confident about it. Like, being able to show it. I guess it's something he'd had for a long time and was always hiding it. And he thought people would think it was gross. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but when I guess he saw the final product, he was uh, like he felt better about the fact that he had that uh, he had no eye there. But that's to the, to your point, like get people getting cast for a very specific reason. I also uh, feel like movie ugly and real life ugly are very different. They are very different. And there's someone uh, here, Jasper T one two seven. Uh, and chat said, there's always that weird trend in the 2000s when Hollywood thought wearing glasses made you ugly. And that is so that true. That was like that, every like glow up moment in a teen movie. It was like a woman in glasses. <laughs> yeah, it's like the hair falls down and the glasses comes off at the same time. Yeah. Listen, as a, as a glasses wearer, they still do this. They're still guilty of this. <laughs> this is not something that's gone away. Like in the most recent episode of WandaVision, they like bring together all of these like scientists who like need to figure stuff out and they're all talking in the back of a van and it's like they have this one female astrophysicist and it's like oh you can tell she's smart because she's wearing glasses like that's not a line they they have but it's like they clearly put glasses on her it's like yeah i'm, I'm not buying this like oh yeah she's the nerd she's got glasses on Wait, what, do you think it'd be a different story if uh clark kent didn't wear glasses but superman did <laughs> Dude, Clark Kent was so much hotter with the glasses than in Superman mode. Well, That's my Clark opinion. Was Christopher it... Reeve, Clark Kent. Dean Kane. Oh, uh, Dean Kane. Dean Kane, Clark Kent. Dude, I'm all about I'm all about that like fitted button up shirt rolled down so you see just like that upper part of the arm. Glasses. Chef's kiss, baby. I Fuck that Superman would... tidy whitey suit. I always thought it was bullshit that. People would fall for that disguise of just, he's wearing glasses. But there was a show, it was like 10 years ago, it was an English show called Ashes to Ashes, where the bad guy is like a dream clown. And then there's this other character of like the main character's dad, the whole movie. And the dad's wearing glasses. Spoiler for Ashes to Ashes if you haven't seen it. <laughs> but the dad, the dad is the clown. And at the end, there's the reveal where he like takes off his glasses and then you're like, Oh, hang on a sec. And then the face paint of the clown like morphs onto his face. And I felt like such a freaking idiot that I didn't realize that it's the same person. And um, the interest, the extra interesting thing is that I worked on it. Like right as that reveal happens, uh, there's a massive car bomb that goes off and I filmed it in slow-mo. And I saw the actor playing the dad on set. 
And later on in the day, I saw the clown. So even I was working on it and I didn't even realize that you... they were the same actor because I guess he just Kevin. he just pissed off, got changed into clown makeup and came back. And I thought it was someone else on the show and hey, nice to meet the you. entire show without realizing that it's the same guy. And I, I can't believe I was able to work on a, the final episode of a show and not have it spoiled for me. That it was so uh, funny. Well, I even feel I like that's like not one smart. of the, the big was it TikTok trends is or Instagram like where it's like this is how everyone else sees you and you press the button and it flips the camera. Yeah. So it does like basically the inverse because when you look at yourself no. in selfie mode, you're it's it's mirrored. So you right. like if you go like this into your camera, your head will go the same way. And so yeah. they do the thing where they inverse the image. So you're seeing like the text would be the right way on the screen. Yeah. But you're not used to seeing yourself like that because when you look in a mirror at your iPhone, it's reversed. Anytime you ever see yourself, yeah. it's reversed. Yeah, except yeah. now I've gotten very yeah. <laughs> used to seeing myself for what I actually am on oh, the yeah. podcast. I've got both. I've got uh, inverse right here and correct right here. They're like right next to each other. Well, that's smart. <laughs> oh, wow. I have uh, I've all inversed because if I want to point that way, I don't want to have to do the brain gymnastics. Oh, ev everything for me is how you guys are seeing <laughs> yeah. it. So I always have to think for a second. I'm just like, I got to point to my door. Okay, that way. When it's it's funny because you could turn and see your door. You got my door. <laughs> if I'm not thinking, like, but you're like, what? No, where in my but, room is what? What I what I, always, what I always remember is my parasite posters here and the night rakers on this side. So it's like I just remember where they are. So it's like if I need to point like in that direction, I know based on the posters behind me. Yeah, sometimes you'll see if I'm like, oh, I'm looking at myself and I need to, oh, I need to fix my hair. I'll be like, which side is it? <laughs> Okay, that's yeah, I, just realized, <laughs> I guess I've got both because my camera screen is it's, it's flipped, but then my thing is the other that. way on this on my monitor. I didn't know you could do that. Show no, I'm not gonna mess with it during the podcast. I'll check. I'll check it out after. But yeah, it's a rude awakening for people who are not used to it because it's just like your face seems off. Yeah, that way. I look no at myself. I look at myself for hours symmetrical. a day, so I'm used to it. How much of your nose can you see? I think you've asked this question before because like, I think we realized yours was a little more than <laughs> ours. Like passively, or at least from like, like here. If you, if you look, if you look straight ahead at your monitor, can you see your nose here? A little bit. Only if I really think about it. But if I'm not <laughs> thinking about it, I I can't see it. Isn't aren't your like isn't your brain function to in a way where it te like teaches your eyes not to see your nose? Yeah, it ignores it. Well, I thought yeah. I thought it like. It sees it, but it processes it out because isn't that the whole thing with like VR that if, yeah. if they put like a nose in the VR, you you feel a little safer. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? Like if you don't have the no like if they don't have the virtual nose, <laughs> then you get sick and throw up all the time. But if there is uh -huh. there, you're like, I'm not gonna throw up because there's a nose in here. Oh. I, you guys I didn't try realize my nose was keeping me from vomiting. Yep. <laughs> Do you guys have a like a <laughs> pen or a straw just... <laughs> or something nearby? Any sort of like long, long straight? Even your finger would work actually for a this. A long straight, long straight, like a like a pen or a. What about apple? This? That might be a little too long. Too long. So basically, you're supposed to hold something at the tip of your nose like this. You can do it with your finger if you want me to show it that way. And go line up with your camera so your eyes are showing. You're supposed to look at the tip of your finger. <laughs> And apparently, 
there's some people whose eye will just start to wander after looking at it is for it a like bit. This? Is, is that a stigmatism? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> Try to go a little higher, actually, Cole. <laughs> what? Go higher with it. Uh, like you're supposed to look. I can't look that eye. He's, he's tilting his head up. <laughs> Ow. No one can look that eye. That <sighs> <laughs> hurts my head. Yeah. Week 45 of quarantine. <laughs> no more sourdough bread and animal crossing. Now no. we're seeing we're if we have some type objects. of fucked up eyes. Flat straight objects. <laughs> No, we're uh, we're, a... we're surviving the coup, and we're buying GameStop stock to destabilize the stock market. <laughs> Hell yeah! I was uh, playing a game. Have you heard of it? It's called I Expect You to Die. It's like a VR. Oh, I've heard of game. it. I never played it, but yeah. Is it like sounds like a like a James Bond escape? Yeah, thing. it's you're you're a spy. You have to like figure out each mm -hmm. level. It's pretty fun. It's like a, just a, a nice little puzzle game. But uh, it's like it's a lot of stuff where it's like. Oh, I wonder if I wonder if they've programmed in this thing because you could, you know, it's like you can interact with stuff. So like you could put a cigar in your mouth and light it, but then you have to remember that it's there. There was one, there's one level where you have to like deliver a document to someone by putting it in like a pneumatic tube. But I'd lit a cigar and put it in my mouth, so I like picked up the. It was like a pardon of some sort, and I put it in the tube. But I ran it across my, I bumped it on my <laughs> cigar, and it burned. And I sent it, I sent it to her on fire, and she was like can't believe you burned the pardon and she sent back a grenade and it blew me up and i was like wow there's a lot of stuff that you could do in this game that you wouldn't expect oh that's crazy and i think they just announced a sequel so i'm excited for that nice fun i've just set up my vr again i think it's uh i need to do I that think it's fun i need to, nice. I, I still haven't played half-life alex i need to i need to get it set up oh shit you're it's so good yeah it's right amazing now. how much space do you need you can do Realistically. it sitting down for some if you don't want to move hmm. around. I played the whole of Half-Life Alex in this room where I can okay. like I can touch both desks from the middle. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was enough. It was it was probably like I wouldn't want to be in a room any smaller, but I played it all yeah. in here and it was fine. I got some room I only thumped you. my wall like twice. My place my my room might be a little too snug for it. Okay. Good Go all the way back here. Coffee table. Whoa! Whoa. Oh, Gus, whoa. you're so far away. Gus, can you hear us? We're back here. We're over here. Gus, come Gus, back. Gus, come back. Even though he's wearing wireless headphones. Oh. <laughs> Gus, on the bright side, you <laughs> you got a good look at my Beacon Claw shirt, though. Ooh! Ooh. <whistles> look at that. What about yours, store. Barbara? I also have a Beacon Claw shirt, uh, although I'm wearing the the older version. So we came out with a new blue version of this one because people really like this one. So. Um, I actually, I don't have the blue one. I like the blue one better. So, Gus, I'm jealous. Looks so good. Dab. That's a nice blue. Dab on. <laughs> yeah. We had some new uh, Beacon Claw stuff come out in the store. Really snazzy stuff. I think it just came out. Yeah, I just got this shirt on Friday, I think. Like, I think, Friday, it, I think yeah. it just hit the store. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It came out on Thursday because we, we were playing D&D. &D. Oh, we're, right, right. Yeah. So, I got it just got stuff. on Thursday. Um, yeah, boy. I, I I read the fucking weirdest article ever the other day, and I saved it because I wanted to talk about it today. Uh, I'm going to read you the the headline here. Target. Oh, hold on. Jesus. So what? weird. It's start, a weird it started playing an ad really loud. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to read the headline. 
Target joins Costco in dropping coconut milk brand over forced monkey labor allegations. <laughs> huh? What? I did read about that. Yep. I, I guess. Weirdest thing ever. Yeah. There's this allegation that this company that produces coconut milk was forcing monkeys to gather or harvest the coconuts for them. Uh, that way they could make their coconut milk. They deny the allegations, but it's a weird thing to think about that was a company using monkeys to do work like from an ethical like from an ethical standpoint are you would you be okay with that like i think that's it's fucked weird up if that's true like, well, that was a that was a whole ad campaign in the uk in the 90s and maybe the 80s where monkeys were like the mascot of pg tips tea it was like a family of chimps mm-hmm. is that the same I guess they mm. they weren't there like picking the tea. Because <laughs> like just, yeah, you you don't. I'm sure they have brands of like stuff that like horses helped make. Well, think about it, like do you, you know or cows dogs. or horses used to plow fields, right? You, you would yeah. use animals for that, but it's not like at an industrialized capacity. It's like if what, you use were they paying well, the monkeys? Maybe Bud, Budweiser had the them. Clydesdales. I mean, True. obviously, don't use them anymore. But that, that was the whole thing: is Budweiser Clydesdales would transport the beer around. Yeah, like who determines when it's unethical? What or ab- like what about figs? Uh, what about figs? Aren't they? Aren't, isn't that like an insect? It's a wasp, but it's they're not wasp. like they're not like. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Yeah, what's, yeah. what's a fig? fig? Figs are fertilized by wasps. Oh, I th- for some reason I thought you meant they are actual wasps. Uh, but, yeah, like? the, the wasp, there's a wasp, wasp in there. Gets absorbed in there. Yeah. That's why they're not vegan. Yeah. So question about that then. <laughs> so I've never been stung by a wasp or a bee or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I've eaten figs. You're immune. So does this mean that I'm not allergic to a wasp sting if I could eat a fig? Well, it's not like a whole wasp. It's just like wasp. Goo. Yeah, it's like digestive. I also guess the sting is different There's than no venom. There's probably no venom. Thing yeah. Okay. Never mind. I thought I was gonna be like, oh, phew. Now I know I'm not allergic. <laughs> I've built up an immunity to wasp stings. I've eaten so many wasps. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But I don't think it's anyone's so forcing the wasps inside. <laughs> Get in that fig. Yeah. Like, how are they forcing the monkeys to work? I, dude, I don't, I don't work there. I don't know. <laughs> I need answers, Gus. And also, they deny it. So, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. But I wonder what the allegations are saying. Like, one banana, two bananas? How many? <laughs> What's the pay? <laughs> one banana, two banana, three banana, four. Oh, wow. Hey, look, yeah. Oh, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> Female wasp. Oh, so what is it the... So they lay this is eggs within it, and then the eggs ha- pop out, oh, so but it's like the egg shells. Flowers and female wasps and male flowers. You see, when a fig loves a wasp, they decide to <laughs> get together, and they make a baby. Oh, someone in chat, Hot Pocket 36 says that they can eat figs, but they're highly allergic to wasps. Oh, wow. Okay. There you go. <sighs> yeah, well, I, I live like to be scared another day. 
quite every a lot. now and then. Yeah, yeah. every now I, and then. Wasps. I still wonder how does it happen? Like how did how do the monkeys help? Do they go up in the tree and get the coconut down? That's that's the allegation is that they're the, they're okay. harvesting there's, the coconut. There's a Mario Party mini game about that, so <laughs> maybe that's where they got the idea. Uh. <laughs> you have to flip the monkey to the other side, otherwise the coconut's gonna hit him on the head. Well, don't make Mario down. Party unethical now, too. <laughs> okay, to oh, I'm not gonna be the one who makes Mario Party unethical. Have you played that game? It's just, uh, yeah, that game is so fun. I love Mario Party. (laughs) Uh, All right, well, it's about time to wrap up. Before we go, I do want to mention something, though. Uh, We're going to have a show this Friday on the 5th. Uh, It's called Our First and Last Episodes. It'll be hosted by Tori and Crawford. We'll be doing uh, live streams. Uh, We shows every Friday at 5 p.m. in honor of Black History Month. And the first one, it kicks off this week, uh, Friday at 5 p.m. Like I said, it's called Our First and Last Episodes, hosted by Torian Crawford. Talking about life, pop culture, entertainment, and a uh, whole bunch of stuff. You should check it out. Uh, it'll be here. Where you're, if you're watching this live, it'll be right here on roosterteeth.com. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or anywhere else or listening anywhere else, uh, come over to roosterteeth.com this Friday, the 5th at 5 p.m. And every Friday this month. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, the, the last Friday of the month, we're doing a big old fun stream that we're going to have more information about but we're going to be raising some good money for some mm-hmm. good charities and uh, we'll have more information about it um in the coming weeks oh, should we, before it ends should we um have a count off of how many screws we all made this episode <laughs> i forgot um, what if i broke one quarter one? i made a quarter of a screw it's not bad yeah, yeah i didn't make any screws i'll screws. make a screw later tonight <laughs> whoa <laughs> Wait, you're a robot. You want our screens. That's your currency. All right. Well, uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, We'll see you guys again next week. Bye. 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 Bye.